What's up, y'all? It's Be Dangerous back again with another edition of Dangerous Sports Talk. Oh, God damn. So, I just finished watching Dark Side of the Ring. And this episode was about the plane ride from hell. Now, I had seen a couple of documentaries about the plane ride from hell from different YouTubers that are wrestling YouTubers. They do wrestling documentaries. And I love sports documentaries. If you know anything about me, you know I love watching wrestling documentaries, sports documentaries, to up my knowledge on what happened, especially on big-ass scandals like this. And long story short, the plane ride from hell is what happens when you get a gang of drunk wrestlers, young, up-and-coming wrestlers, and legends. When you get all these entities together with poor flight attendants that are just trying to do their job, it's a recipe for disaster. Now, I'm not going to say it was all bad. Like the whole Michael Hayes ponytail thing, that made me laugh because Michael Hayes of the Fabulous Freebirds, if you know anything about that guy, you know he prides himself on his hair. Like he was going to die with his hair, okay? So pretty much X-Pac, another wrestler, cut his ponytail off when he was knocked the fuck out. He wakes up and he's raging trying to find out what the fuck happened to his ponytail. Then the next night on Raw, somebody has put his ponytail in a sandwich bag and taped it to a door and JR ended up throwing it out. That was one funny part. Then Michael Hayes went and hit JBL. And I can't stand John Bradshaw Layfield. I loved him when he was Bradshaw of the APA, but when he was JBL... I couldn't stand his ass, but anyway, Michael Hayes hits Bradshaw. Bradshaw smacks him and knocks him the fuck out. And then things kind of got weird. Like, the alcohol is flowing, the drugs are flowing, and Vince and JR in the back, you got referees in the back, and I'm like, what in the bluest of blue fucks were y'all doing during all this? Like, when all this shit was going on, where the fuck was Vince? What was JR doing? Like, pretty much everybody on that plane was acting like a gang of fucking sophomores in high school. Not grown-ass men with families to support and feed. But y'all are really acting like teenagers here. Like, the whole episode was scandalous in itself. But it was pretty much Tommy Dreamer that took the fucking cake for me. Because I had seen earlier that he was suspended from AEW. And I had read a little bit of what it said, but I'm like, eh. It kind of went over my head a little bit. So I'm like, I may have to watch this episode to understand what the fuck is going on. And I get why people are mad now. Now, if you're in the dark and you don't know anything about wrestling and you watched ECW in the 90s, Tommy Dreamer was one of the, was one of the shining stars in ECW. He was the one that helped keep them afloat and he was there to the very bitter fucking end. But some of the shit he was saying was really the main cause of me being pissed this entire fucking episode. So, 
pretty much Ric Flair, as we know, everybody loves Ric Flair. He would pretty much be in his robe and he would be naked underneath. And trust me, I don't like thinking about Ric Flair in any other state other than being a wrestler. I don't want to think about him naked. I don't want to think about, no, I don't want to think about any of that. But pretty much he was naked doing helicopter tricks with his penis. And Tommy said he was very well endowed and seemed pretty fucking impressed about that. But then this is where it starts to get fun, kind of fucking disturbing. Ric Flair goes in the back where one of the flight attendants are. And he corners a flight attendant. And he's fucking twirling his dick around. And he's trying to make her touch him. And she's resisting. And pretty much Goldust, of all fucking people, was on the, had the microphone. And he was singing... Golly, this is crazy. He was pretty much singing out of nowhere. This is when he was still married to Terry Reynolds. He's singing, and when he sees this shit going on, he's he like he tells Flair in the intercom, like, yo, stop messing with this girl XYZ. And the flight attendant said that he was the only one that tried to help her because nobody else was doing that. And Dreamer says pretty much he was downplaying the entire situation. He was saying, oh, it's a rib, it's this, it's that. I've hung out with Ric Flair. His attempt, his, his attempt wasn't to rape her. Wasn't to rape her, like, <coughs> excuse me. And I get that. Like, Ric Flair, I don't think his attempt was to rape her. But at the same time, what you did was wrong. You made this woman feel uncomfortable. And this woman is telling you no. No means no. That means you back the fuck up and you stop doing what the fuck it is that you're doing. Leave this young woman alone. She's trying to do her job. And Dreamer is just literally downplaying the hell out of it as Flair being Flair. He's doing this. He's styling it. He's profiling. He's being Ric Flair. Well, Tommy, would you have the same attitude if this was your daughter? If that flight attendant was your daughter trying to do her job and some dumbass wrestler was doing the same shit that Flair was doing to her, would you feel the same way then? Or if this was your wife or any woman in your family that you truly love and cared about, would you have the same attitude if Ric Flair did the same thing to them? Listen, I already know ECW would have been real that day. You would have came out with somebody's kendo stick. You would have came out with somebody's taser. You would have took out anything that you could possibly find to fuck him up. If that young lady happened to be anybody that was close or special to you. So I don't want to hear Tommy Dreamer tell me shit about it was a rib, it was this, it was that. Because it wasn't anybody that he cared about and he wanted to defend Ric Flair. And what pisses me off the most about that situation is he got off completely scot-free. Like pretty much everybody that was on that damn plane. Mr. Perfect. He was going to get some repercussions, but then he he ended up passing soon after that. Because even Brock Lesnar ended up getting into a fight and almost fucking opened the fucking emergency emergency doors to the plane. Like, the whole plane ride was crazy. Like, I think X-Pac got fired, Scott Hall got fired, but Ric Flair got off completely scot-free. And JR's excuse was some bullshit. He said he was already a made man and this and this and that. However, this is still a company that was blackballing the fuck out of Hulk Hogan. 
and he pretty much laid the fucking blueprint for the mansion that WWE is, has become accustomed to. Hogan is still paying for, for the racist shit that he said today. And he was the one that built the WWE from the ground up. Yeah, Vince may have been the visionary, this and this and that, but he needed the stars to do that. So he got Hogan from AWA, brought him to WWE, and that's when WWE became a household name and became a force. Like, you're still punishing Hulk Hogan for saying what he said, but Ric Flair gets off completely scot-free for doing what he did? And it's not like they're accusations. It's not like they're accusations where, oh, we didn't see this, we didn't see that. Like, this lady could be just saying this for money. No. Wrestlers actually seen this shit happen for themselves. They witnessed the shit. The fight attendant told her story, but there were other people there. Wrestlers that were there who actually seen the shit happen in front of their eyes. And you got absolutely no type of repercussions, no suspensions, no fines, no nothing. Like, the whole made man thing is bullshit. Like, I get that Ric Flair is Ric Flair. You can't take that away from him. But still, you have to hold him accountable for the shit that he did. Like, this young lady has to live with this shit. And it's been damn near 20 years later. She still remembers this shit like it was yesterday. Flair's still sleeping at night. He's still styling the profiling like he usually does. But shit like that lasts for a lifetime. Like, when you... Like, when you act a complete ass in front of a woman, and this woman is telling you, no, I don't want to go there, and he's saying that he has absolutely no recollection of this at all, well, of course you're not going to think you're, of course you're not going to think that, you're going to blame it on the alcohol. Yes, you were drunk, you may have been on drugs, you may have been this, but still, hold yourself accountable for the shit that you did. And Tommy Dreamer, he's suspended from AEW, and there's... There's no telling when we're going to see Tommy Dreamer again on TV because I know they suspended him indefinitely. But a lot of things in that episode just rubbed me completely the wrong way because RVD was on that flight. And he said they took um those H-bomb things and they would spike girls' drinks and they would wrestlers would have their way with them. Like, y'all don't understand how really dark this episode is. Like... This episode here put the dark and dark and the dark side of the ring. Because a lot of wrestlers admitted to a lot of shit that WWE tried to keep under wraps for so many years. And I highly doubt that the documentaries that I had seen on the, on the flight from hell had half as much detail as this one did. Because people were actually there. And so Scott Hall. Can't forget about him. We all know him as Razor Ramon. But when he came back to the company, he was still struggling with his drug demons and his alcohol demons and shit like that. And he pretty much told a flight attendant that she that he wanted to lick her pussy or something like that. And she tried to get off she tried to get him off of her and shit like and there was another flight attendant that um I think she had filed a lawsuit. Yep, she had filed a lawsuit and everything. And they had reached a settlement. And again, Tommy Dreamer says well, if this was oh so bad to you, if what he did was oh so bad, why did you take the settlement money? Sir, you've seen this shit happen. So, instead of trying to go, go to trial and take this person to jail, the easiest way would, would, to be, would be to resolve the fucking case. So, we all know that Vince has money, more money than God. 
So he was gonna do what he had to do to get this, to get this bad ah, damn, to get this bad publicity away from his company. So yeah, he was gonna pay this money. So like I said, it's always gags, it's always ribs and shit until it happens to one of Tommy Dreamer's, one of Tommy Dreamer's daughters. Then I really want to see what he would do if a man did what ha did half of what these men did to these women on this plane. But ugh, I usually don't get so mad about shit, but this episode here, like, it really rubbed me the wrong way. And I love wrestling, but just hold yourselves accountable for what you do. And maybe y'all will have a different opinion on it. Right now, the episode is up on YouTube, and it's on Vice. And I know the episodes, like, of past seasons are on Hulu and stuff, so download that if you can. So, I was going to wait till tomorrow to do this episode, but I'm like, you know what? Everything is fresh and everything is festering. So I'm like, let me get this shit out right now. And I'm going to wrap things up here. As always, I love you guys and thank you so much for your support of the show again and again. And I'm out of here. You guys have a good night.